The following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times, just so you know what to look forward to. Unwind. 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 Welcome to the world's most licentiously imaginative podcast, where every month we come together for self-exploration, self-determination, and self-satisfaction. I'm your host, Tanya Tutits, and today I'm joined by Sodome Velvet and the Contessa Elizabeth Barrett Boning, and we welcome you to the sixth episode of Coming Together. Quick crash course on how this podcast works. The Grand Vizier Barrett Boning and Sodome Velvet each write a portion of this erotic tale in turns that I read in near real time. No edits are allowed, so as you can imagine, this story can sometimes have a bit of a mind of its own. <laughs> Once again, we join Magnolia Ouvrejambe, our cheeky and adaptable heroine. Adaptable is a really good way to describe her. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> who possesses the ability to uncontrollably travel through time and space after achieving peak orgasm. What's up next in the Ouvrejambe Chronicles? We're all about to find out. So today I had been doing a lot of thinking and I'd kind of been thinking a little bit just about how I really love that Magnolia, she does this thing where she actually like genuinely connects to her partners. And I feel like in kind of, I feel like I don't know what your reflections on this are, but I feel like like the whole like women's lib, like sex positivity movement kind of like was usurped by like upper class or like whiteness kind of. And like, mm-hmm. I find that like it's hard to like really like I feel like what it turned into from liberation, it turned into kind of like becoming the oppressor, right? Like usual. Right. Capitalism affects, you know, all social movements, but mm-hmm. it's kind of this whole like pattern we've seen of like women being like, I'm a fuck, I'm a get mine. And then I'm going to go and hashtag hustle, hashtag, hashtag girl. girl boss. Exactly. And it's just like, no one's having good sex this way. Like, this is not going to like get you better sex, just becoming like turning your sex into the way men access sex like that or cis men access sex like that's not how that works right mm-hmm. and like that has been bothering me but i do love that magnolia seems to like really like first of all value like play and like getting to know people and like she her like sexual experiences vary a lot because it seems like she actually sees her partners it's not that she's like out looking for like romance all the time or anything um which is still fine or doing like doing that is also fine but yeah i mean you can have genuine genuine connections that have nothing to do with like monogamy and like mm-hmm. long-term partnerships and even that have nothing to do or little to do with romance True. you can they're just wanting yeah. to get to know the person and then wanting that person to experience pleasure but as it doesn't need to go deeper than that always yeah unless it does <laughs> unless it goes very deep <laughs> But anyway, I was thinking about that. But how are both of you? Or did you have any thoughts on that? Uh, hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I do love that about um, Magnolia. I think that's one of her strengths. I think that's what makes her interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like a genuine desire to explore and we're like along for that ride. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. One thing I really want to focus on going forward is like, I've been so bad at like the continuity of her clothes. <laughs> and like, it's a personal challenge. <laughs> like actually pay attention to what uh, Lizzie Boning is writing. And um, yeah, actually adhere to that. Because I feel like sometimes she's wearing like, I don't know, it sounded like she had like four different dresses one episode. <laughs> Really? I could not keep it straight if there were like buttons or clasps or anything. It was just like, it was all the above. <laughs> I mean, that is the massive challenge of us writing in real time and then not, I mean, we listen to the other person's writing, obviously when Tanya Tutits reads it out loud, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's hard to take in every single detail and make sure that you follow up with every single detail. Yeah, um, absolutely. But this is, this is my modest school. Like, yeah. Historical accuracies? No, it's not happening. But like <laughs> clothes, clothing accuracy, I will, I will do my best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Wow, I love that. How about you, the Countess Boning? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. I really liked what you said. What you said, um, if it was very, it was very bang on. I've been kind of thinking about that, but bang then on. bang on, bang on, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I've been coming at that thought, but like from a very different angle because I can have more of a domineering personality, shall we say. Um, and it's very true that like that it doesn't really get you anywhere to just replicate what the patriarchy is doing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's something that may, maybe I, th I think um, Magnolia does a, a fairly good job of doing that, but maybe that's something that we see her lean into even more or address more in a, in a head-on way, um, her sense of just wanting to connect with people. And I don't know, maybe she comes into contact with someone one time that tries to do things in a patriarchal way. And she's like, no, like, this is not how it's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I also like that this is so like, it's so woven into the narrative, like this way of thinking. It's not like, here is our political message, you mm -hmm. know, in this text. It's not, but I wouldn't say it's subtext because it's like, it's text, but it's not like, it's not didactic, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. like, this is who she is. Mm -hmm. She's having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Her being her authentic self. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's having a good time while disrupting the psychological patriarchy, you know? <laughs> Just, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it is true, right? Like, and I think that it just kind of shows that, like, both of you are so, like, as writers, it's just, like, so deeply a part of who you are that, like, you're not extractive people or that, like, you're constantly trying to, like, explore your own psychological patriarchy and or, like, your own, like, relationship with the psychological patriarchy and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's, like, yeah, I love seeing that come out. I love seeing her, like, treat people as people but not have, like – that swing into like either side of the pendulum right like it doesn't mean that like she needs to have like a deep you know romantic relationship with you know people like yeah but or she couldn't and then she also that you know what i mean like it's just like there's no pressure for her to exist in any certain way and i really like the agency that that gives her and her partners mm -hmm. i love that 
Once again, you make us sound so smart. And we're just like <laughs> <That's true>. typing <laughs> on the keyboard, like porn, 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 quick, do it fast. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'm glad it's cohesive and thoughtful. I, I wouldn't it know. Is. <laughs> I guess you're getting to see like, you're getting to see like an, like a lit crit in real time, you yeah. know, yeah, like yeah. it's Normally you have to be dead and then your ghost is watching people analyze your work. (laughs) And we have Madam Two Tits. All right. So we left her, she was on the she was on Rapa Nui, and then she fucked Dollface. Oh, and then oh my god, she said I love you to him. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I don't know if it was for real okay. or if she just needed to feel connection or I'm yeah. I'm glad that the Duchess of Boning is starting this mm. chapter because she has to answer for that plot twist that I was oh, not. Why? Well, no, I guess you don't, but <laughs> I did. Maybe you want to answer for it <laughs> later <Ooh>. on. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what you've done. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. You know what? I am excited. So Without further ado, let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. Chapter six, Hand to Gland Combat. Wow, what an excellent title. (laughs) Okay. This time, when she came to, she found herself curled up beneath a tree with glowing golden leaves. There was a light breeze rustling through them, and as she gazed up into the weirdly mesmerizing leaves, one of them fluttered down and landed on her naked stomach. The tree seemed to be reaching down to her with its branches, and she wasn't sure if it was unnerving or beautiful. She looked around the forest she found herself in. This was the only tree that had golden leaves. Every other tree was a fairly standard green. It had pretty low branches, her oddity tree, and there were no humans around, and her vulva needed a break from even being turned on after the intensity of her time with Dolly, so she climbed the tree to see if it could get a bit of a better view. She swore the branches swayed upward as soon as she climbed into them. What had, what had been a three-foot distance between boughs was reduced to two. Odd, but welcoming, this place. She had no idea if she found herself in the past or the future. Wow, I'm so curious right now. Like, I'm genuinely reading with so much curiosity. (laughs) Her skin brushed against the leaves several times as she climbed up. The leaves felt velvety and soft, and she would have stayed down low and rubbed them against her body just for the fun of it if she hadn't been so curious to get to the top and look out above the canopy to try and get a sense of where she was. She was at. She has good climbing skills. She's climbing this naked, right? Like, yeah. Impressed. (laughs) I guess she does a lot of like cardio and also flexibility work. Lots of flexibility work. Yes, her muscles are conditioned for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was at the edge of a forest, as it turned out. The trees, a kilometer to the west, bled into a lake and then after that, rolling fields. There was movement on the fields, but it was too far away for her to be able to tell if it was humans or something else. She was hungry, and one of the she trees... Should have, she should have eaten the food that Dolly gave her. That's, a, that's I, her own fault. That is her own fault. <laughs> I guess also, who knows, like, how, how much, how hungry one gets traveling through time and space. It's probably pretty exhausting. Also, yes. also sex, you know, exactly. is cardio. Yeah. 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 
She's constantly on the move. (laughs) She was hungry, and one of the trees a bit further down looked to carry nuts and another fruit, so she clambered back down her golden-leaved tree to see about getting a bite of food. It was when she was munching on some nuts, (laughs) she'd figured out to smash the nut casing against the tree to break it open, that the burning started. She looked down at her skin, and there was a golden glow on all parts of her skin that were burning. What? Yeah, she rubbed at it, and golden powder fluttered to the ground. Oh no, the burning was on all parts of her body now, and her hunger dissipated as her body was consumed by the rash. What is happening? Oh, oh my shit. god. This is very, very, very I'm sexy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Barely realizing what she was doing, she began crashing through the underbrush toward the lake she'd seen in the distance. Her one thought that maybe if the water was cold, she'd be able to stop this burning. She ran and ran, tits bouncing, ass jiggling, but it wasn't sexy this time. She was dominated by pain and didn't even have a minute to take in all the giant snakes she ran by. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or the three-toed horse lurking in the bushes or the wild rodent digging at the dirt. Okay. Okay. It took her 20 minutes of insane running to get to the lake. She threw herself in, the burning by this point seeming to come from within her body. The water was, mercifully fairly cool, and she scratched at her skin and thrashed about the water, trying to get this golden dust off of her skin. But it barely seemed to make a difference. She pulled at her hair, crazed, and scratched deeper, wondering if this, in the end, would be the place that she would die. She'd never been in this much pain. Fuck. What is happening? I need to know. I mean, I thought we were writing a nice little fun podcast. (laughs) <laughs> that is intense. I need this to know intense. where this is going. Sodome, where will this go? <laughs> oh, I guess I'm curious I to see. I and Sodome, I wanted to set it up for you so that you have all of the reins in the world. I had a few ideas of how she could get herself out of the situation. And I was going to set one of them up. And then I thought about it and I was like, nah, I'm just going to leave you to it. I don't even know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I don't even know what this dust is. I don't know anything. I'm not <laughs> equipped to, to get her out of this She's been attacked by this golden tree. Okay, well, I will get on this, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, here we go. Yeah, so I definitely, like, my thinking was like, oh, Duchess, I'm going to get you back for (laughs) for putting me in this situation. (laughs) Like, it's payback time. I'm very excited to watch this authorly fight battle. <laughs> fight, <laughs> fight, a fight, battle. fight. Yeah, a literary battle. <laughs> Whew. All right. Okay, here we go. Fuck, 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 fuck. She breathed as her body writhed in the water. She was thrashing around in the lake, wild-eyed, frantic, Her mind, grasping for ideas, anything that could save her, was pirouetting like a distressed ballerina whose company was premiering La Sylphine in 1832. What? So specific. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The feeling... Sorry, that's just so absurd. (laughs) I love that. And historically accurate. Yeah, excellent. (laughs) 
Um, the feeling transitioned from pain to numbness, and this came to her as a comfort. It felt familiar. It brought her back to days of experimenting with BDSM when the pain brought on a state of serenity. This feeling could be death for all she knew, but as Magnolia was wont to do, she would savor every moment. As if possessed, she exited the lake and lay on her back on the dry dirt. It was hot and grainy. Slowly, she grabbed handfuls of it and rubbed it on her body. Her aching body felt like it was melting. The soil felt like a mold over it, encasing it. This strange yet familiar line between biting pain and ethereal pleasure made her wet between the legs. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> this She's is getting horn from this. Yeah, this is honestly what an excellent oh, yeah. wow. I have to say, Sodome. Okay. Great work. <laughs> All done. I literally had no other ideas. It's like, what are these so ideas that I'm floored. This Elizabeth is had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She brushed her fingers against her clit and rubbed the liquid into the layer of soil on her body. Wow. The more she rubbed, the more wet she got. She inhaled and exhaled. That's <laughs> just saving her life. Cackling in the background. <laughs> she inhaled and exhaled slowly, afraid that this respite could leave at any moment. But she persisted with applying dirt and vaginal lubrication <laughs> all over her body for an hour until it dried. She literally made like a pussy juice cake. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is honestly, yeah, this is great. <laughs> the sky was cloudless and she stared up at it thinking of her home in Montreal of Setsuko, of Dolly, of the mysterious Sekiro Shigeo. All around her, she stood still, and she followed- no, all, all around her stood still. Oh, Sorry. all around her stood still, and she followed its lead. Once she felt courageous enough, she sat up and began peeling the dried mud off her. <laughs> sure enough, the golden dust had been absorbed into it and was coming off. This is like some survivor shit, but- yeah. Up. <laughs> yes, like survivor. Quick, but- create a salve with your yeah. vaginal juices. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Afterward, she was still too afraid to move. She considered relaxing enough to masturbate then and there and get the fuck out of whatever hellish time period she was in. But something about this place was drawing her in. She was a naturally curious person, and the fear of missing out on exploring this strange land overwhelmed her. She would stay a while, but be cautious and stay away from the murder trees. (laughs) (laughs) She got to her feet and brushed off as much dirt as she could from her breasts, which bounced up and down as if they had just gone bungee jumping. Odd, but I like it. Yeah. (laughs) She walked along the lake, occasionally seeing some creatures in the distance, mostly small, furry mammals with strange faces. Her best guess was that they were prehistoric, but she couldn't be sure. She had never traveled to the future, so she had no idea what kind of being would exist later on. She kept to open fields rather than venture into wooded areas. It was a shame. She really liked trees. In fact, she had lost her virginity against one on the top of Mohawk. <laughs> that seems like a story that needs to be explained a little bit more yeah. in a later episode. 
Absolutely. In fact, we should do a remote, go to the top of Mobile and then record it. <laughs> oh my God. A pilgrimage <laughs> of all the places she's had sex in Montreal. A pilgrimage. Yes. <laughs> so good. But it was too risky. These trees could not be trusted. She kept walking along the plain until she saw something large in the distance, obscured by the sunny horizon. It was unlike the other creatures she had seen before, which had been small and walked on all fours. This thing was standing on two legs. But it didn't appear human. She suddenly felt very exposed out here in an open field, naked, alone. She started backing away slowly, but it was too late. The thing had lifted its large head and craned its long neck in Magnolia's direction. It had a huge, sharp-looking beak. Magnolia started running as fast as she could away from it, but out of the corner of her eye, she could see that, with its long, powerful legs and sharp talons, it was gaining on her. Are you fucking kidding me, she thought to herself while sprinting. The only reason humans could survive predators like this is because we lived in groups. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> The terror bird let out a guttural shriek as it quickened its pace. At least I got to say I love you to someone and kind of mean it before I die, Magnolia thought as she fled as fast as she could, stealing herself. I am <laughs> Also, yeah, I fully see this author fight happening right now because yeah. you get wrecked. <laughs> oh, you know that it's on us, yeah, on my velvet. You know that it does not just end right here. This is, going this is to so it. good. I also love this genre bending because obviously we're already operating in fantasy, but like this is like actually fantasy. <laughs> Straight up fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thrilled by it. I'm so I mean, excited. These, these things existed though. Wait. <gasps> Actually, these are, these are real beings. Yeah, yeah. They're called forest hasids, colloquial known as terror birds. No way. I thought you were saying terror bird, like this is a terror bird. No, no, that's what it's Whoa. called. That is so interesting that they're I like 10 foot birds. Holy shit. Yeah, birds are terrifying. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm so intrigued by this. You know what? I don't think I've ever been scared. <laughs> before reading a section of this I think you should tale. be honest I, I think, think my reaction unfortunately uh, yeah. um, I think I think I'm ill-equipped to deal yeah. with uh the Earl of Boning's fury <laughs> the queen of boning queen of boning I'm, I'm yeah. not worthy <laughs> It'll be okay. You'll think of something. It felt as though the ground were falling out from under her feet. Adrenaline coursed through every part of her body, and any lingering pain from the golden tree was dissipated by the surge of energy that was trying to save her. Her feet pelted along the ground as she ran, madly, searching with wild eyes for any sign of refuge. But there was none. She heard the bird squawking behind her. It was gaining on her. What was this thing? If she lay flat, would it notice her or would it think that she disappeared? She knew that from one she knew from that one biology course at Dawson that ancient species didn't have the most evolved eyesight, but again, she didn't know if this was indeed the past. And there was not any real research done on how mammals would be in the future. 
Sure, she'd been to the clairvoyant one time when she was visiting New Orleans back in 2010, and she'd learned oh. a bit about her own future. Wow, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That it would be wrought with strife, but also pleasure. That she would know danger such as few had known. But the old woman had given her absolutely zero insight into the vision of five-foot-tall running birds. And from the sounds of its breath, flapping and squawking, the bird would be on her and devouring her in T minus 19 seconds. I mean, no shit. If she can hear its breath, it's close. (laughs) And then the ground really did fall out from under her feet. Wait, what? Yeah. She tumbled down, the earth seemingly opening beneath her, eating her alive before the bird was able to. Her hands thrashed against the empty air and her body tumbled for what could have been an eternity. In reality, it was only two or three seconds. She landed with a thump against a pile of grass. It took her a few seconds to get her senses about her. There was a torch shining against a wall and it illuminated a massive cavern. There were drawings on the walls and it must have been here that the Kama Sutra was first imagined because they were all images of stick figures getting busy. (laughs) She noticed some movement and saw that against the far wall sat a woman with a spear in her hand, glowering at Magnolia. She tried to stand up and scuttle away, but she had fallen several feet, and although her crash had been softened by the pile of grass, there was no way she'd be able to get out. She'd have to use her charm on this woman to make sure she didn't get impaled by that spear. The woman rose and approached her. This is no safe place for a lone woman, was her opening line. Magnolia thought about shooting back something about this woman also being alone, but again, the spear she held. Mm -hmm. So she she nodded and offered a weak smile. You came tumbling down here pretty wildly. You were running from a forest... Forest, what? Forest. I think that's it. I don't, I don't know how to say it either. It's a terrible word. Anyone listening is going to be like, "That's a word we only read." So you're welcome for trying to pronounce it. <laughs> forest, racid. For yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> if this shows up again, Elizabeth Barrett boning. <laughs> so help me. This is every second word from now until the end, actually. <laughs> forest racid. Boris Raced. <laughs> Magnolia wasn't sure what that was. Same. And she cocked her head in confusion. The wingless bird, the woman continued. It had just about caught up to me. Magnolia's explanation came bursting out of her. This day had been a bit too much in the end. She finished telling the woman about the bird and the golden tree with, I'm not sure how I'm still alive. Clearly, it's because the spirits wanted you to find me. The woman said in a lusty voice, <laughs> here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she stepped toward Magnolia and sat down beside her, her rough warrior hands rubbing Magnolia's back. Follow the signs and they will lead you toward what you truly desire. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> Magnolia couldn't help herself. She flipped herself up and pressed her lips against this woman's, her hand fumbling under the woman's dress and stroking the soft hair on her labia. She began to relax into the desire, and the woman was quickly on top of her, taking off her clothes and rubbing her pussy against Magnolia's. And I need you so bad, Magnolia breathed. 
The woman's tits were soft and sensual in her hands, and she sat up, leaning against the cool wall of this cave, pulling her naked body closer to her own. They were kissing each other ravenously, Magnolia aching for more, the woman's hands on her back, then her breasts, then finding their way between her legs and circling her clit. Give it to me, she whispered, and the woman bit Magnolia's lip gently, then a little bit more firmly. Magnolia spread her legs and the woman lay down in the grassy bed, mouth finding its way along her own labia, and then tongue beginning to circle her clit. The pleasure mounted. She breathed into the waves of pleasure coursing through her body and ran her fingers through this woman's long, flowing brown hair. The pulse of her crotch seemed to echo against every corner of her body, against every corner of this cave. She touched her tits, feeling how hard they were, feeling that the connection between all the different nerve endings in her body. But she hadn't, she hadn't heard the squawking above this cave, and she hadn't noticed the return of the bird until it was too late. Uh Until the bird was already screeching and careening down the chute into the cave and landing with a sickening crunch onto the woman's legs. Oh, fuck. Yo! Oh my god. Oh, I also love that we're all silent through the hot <laughs> part. We're all just like, oh yeah, yeah. And oh, then yeah, get the, it. The, the baroness is just like, well, fuck you. Here's the bird again. If you want some body horror, here you go. <laughs> we're doing all the genres today. Oh, yeah. my god. oh wow. Wow. That is oh. dark. I am so excited to see where this, this is truly a battle of wits. Honestly, <laughs> wow. Wow, I, I love that I'm, Sodome at the end of the last one was like, get wrecked. And then the Baroness was like, well, here you go. <laughs> I, Direct as well. Now I she's think, okay, no, but her. I'm so impressed with that because I was like stealing myself and then the sexy scene was happening. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? She probably yeah. is like trolling me. And now we're going into like a sexy thing. And then you were like, well, no, I sent, I sent, I like, um, lulled you into a false sense of security. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. That's so good. The queen of boning, everyone. The queen of boning, truly. A blinding scream, a grotesque goose, blood, crushed bones, a lost orgasm. Yes. The three beings were packed tightly into the, ga- into the cave, like sardines in an overflowing can. The terror bird squawked once more, putting more weight on the woman's legs. There was no time to think. Magnolia reached for the torch on the wall and plunged it into the bird's gargantuan jaw. Its hollers echoed more loudly against the cave walls than the woman's. As the fire overtook the bird's head... Magnolia grabbed the woman's hand and dragged her toward the exit. The bird was writhing and smacking its body against the walls. The cave shook and boulders rained down on the three of them. (laughs) Magnolia scrambled to drape the woman over her shoulders. Yes, Magnolia's jacked. (laughs) (laughs) She had passed out and her limp body was heavy, too heavy. Magnolia grabbed the spear and crawled on her hand and knees under the weight of this buff, unconscious woman. She glanced back long enough to see the bird's body be consumed by the flames. (laughs) Get fucked, burb. 
<laughs> she said, <laughs> and she busted. <laughs> <laughs> that was great <laughs> she said as she mustered all the power within her to get herself and the woman to safety rocks were falling from all sides and magnolia felt like giving up would anyone miss her had she spent enough time with anyone for them to remember her her parents maybe but she was always such a disappointment to them anyway jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sad. <laughs> this is really you know what i i'm into it let's go yeah but she thought of eduardo of setsuko of keiko Ka- kafen and bjorn of dolly and his crew of all the people throughout human history that she had met along the way they would all want her to keep going to not give up this was not the end of magnolia's story she pushed and pulled her way out of the cave, narrowly avoiding the, fa- the falling rocks, spear in hand, shoulders bearing the weight of the woman, tits scraping against the floor with a level of determination <laughs> never before accessed. This has been such like an interesting, like her body right now has been like sexualized and desexualized <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> this is great. Gone was the passive traveler now magnolia felt like a heroine a survivor (laughs) and then she passed out suddenly she was with a much older sekido shigeo and the woman and a woman she did not know whose fiery hair fell into ringlets they were speaking but no sound was coming out of their mouths they looked at her with care and warmth and welcomed her into their arms she stayed a while in their embrace and wept until she felt better when she awoke The woman was awake beside her. Her legs had been dressed in bandages and she was looking out into the horizon. Magnolia sat up and saw that the woman's legs were completely shattered. They were were twisted in ways that made her feel sick. Did you, did you dress your legs yourself all alone? The woman nodded. It was painful, but necessary. I'm sorry I wasn't there to help. You saved me. You have nothing to be sorry about. Well, I won't leave you until you're better, Magnolia. Magnolia said these words before she considered what this would mean. Fractured legs took months to heal, up to a year. But it felt right. I can't ask you to do that. You're not asking. I'm offering. This is no safe place for a lone woman. The woman laughed and then regretted it as it made the pain feel sharper. Magnolia held her in her arms all throughout the night. Days became weeks and weeks became months. During the day, Magnolia scavenged for food, and in the evenings, they prepped meals together. Prue had taught Magnolia how to use a spear and to hunt. Together, they had created a safe haven among the non-toxic trees. Life was hard, but it was also beautiful and meaningful. (laughs) Although, (laughs) Although Son's orgasm for about a year... Magnolia felt a new kind of satisfaction with Prue. Oh, wow. Wow. That took a turn that I was not expecting. I am so into it right now. <laughs> She's finding meaning. She was like, do you mm-hmm. remember me? Have I spent enough meaningful time with... Okay, anyway. And here she has an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Once Prue's legs had healed more, Magnolia helped her learn to walk again and had crafted some crutches out of a hollowed out tree. After weeks of rehab, they were ready to set out and rejoin Prue's community. 
As they got closer, it was nearing the time for Magnolia to choose. Would she stay here forever or would she keep going? When they reached the small settlement in a network of caves, people wept as they welcomed Prue back. Magnolia met her parents, her siblings, everyone treated her like a hero. She was happy here, but something was calling to her. The faces of Sakito and the fiery haired woman, she needed to find them. She knew she didn't belong here, but she felt good knowing that if it had felt right, she could have belonged here. That night, she relaxed with Prue more than she had ever allowed herself to. And as their pussies writhed against each other, Magnolia orgasmed so powerfully that it felt like death, serene and heavenly. Suddenly, Prue was a lone woman. All that was left was a single tear that Magnolia had left behind. Oh. oh wow. Fuck me up. It was it's not a May. A lot. I loved it. It was I got perfect. Chills. Oh god. <laughs> it was like just a serene, calm ending. Yeah. The episode was such chaos, but then all of a sudden you get this moment of like she has this intimacy. You don't even really get to see it that much, but no. she has this sense of connection. Mm-hmm. And then we don't like I I feel like I didn't even need a description of like the nitty gritties of the sexual experiences that she has with Prue. It's just like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. does it. And it's beautiful. And you, it's like, it's more intimate because you don't know the details. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I need to, I'm going to need to like think about because this <laughs> just sent me into like a thought loop. And I know that like next episode, we're going to be talking about this. Oh, for sure. Like, I already have thoughts and I'm like, I need to like, I need them to be cohesive before yeah. we discuss. Yeah, I felt like I didn't know what else to do. I was like, this is, you know, this is this is trauma. Like she's going to be different yeah. now. And yeah. I think we can't, we can't kind of like brush it under the rug and just be like, yeah, and next episode, I don't know, she meets, I don't know. Yeah. British no, royalty and it's fun and stupid. It's like, <laughs> maybe, but uh, she's also different now. Yeah, I'm really like that was also just like overall just kind of like that. Yeah, the whole like how she was like kind of feeling like loneliness and emptiness kind of thing. I'm like, wow, like she like really truly experienced community for the first time. And now she's like, yeah, wow. She made the decision to rip herself from that community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you can find community and then be like, ah, oh, this isn't exactly what I want, but like, I know how to, I know what I'm looking yeah, for. And at least yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I really loved that line um, where, where you said uh, she knew she didn't belong here, but she felt good knowing that if it had felt right, she could have belonged here. I loved mm-hmm. that. Well, that was you. so mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and I also really loved although like the pre- the beginning of this sentence was like so hilarious compared to the end but like as their pussies writhed against each other <laughs> orgasm so powerfully <laughs> that it felt like death serene and heavenly i loved that that it felt like death serene and heavenly thing mm-hmm. but that was really beautiful but also so hilarious wow yeah, yeah. yo my favorite episode so far really i have to say i have to say it was so good so so good Wow, we are truly, you know what? Erotica doesn't have to be, it can be intimacy too. 
in its oh, for own sure. Place. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A lot of but it that's is. also what's that's funny right. about this episode is that it, like very much wasn't really erotica. Like there was like two yeah. minutes. No. And then it was like, well, and then the erotica gets crushed by a bird. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was more like a literary dick measuring contest between <laughs> the, the really Duchess was. and I. It really was, and I oh, love I don't that. know why. <laughs> I don't I know how this that. happened, but we're just kind of like, get fucked. I started out, like, I literally just wanted to set you up. Um, Sodomy was like a little, like, after the first bit that I wrote, I was like, I want to leave it pretty open-ended. And then you read it and you're like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. This is so, and then I feel like it just kind of accidentally spiraled into that. Well, suddenly it didn't feel like, um, <laughs> what's it called? Like uh, improv, it felt more like I'm challenging you. Like, can yeah. you handle it? And I'm like, oh, fine. Well, I'll challenge yeah. you back. It's like a straight up duel. <laughs> yeah, it was a duel. It was. It was a literary duel. I love. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was the in person thing. Like being, that's true. Yeah, we're recording in like, person. Or, this time. I mean, like the the Baroness was actually mentioning this outside that like it's yeah. like a like an energy that you get from being in person together. That's true. We're feeding off each other in different yeah. ways. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm really excited for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. me too. Well, there it is. The end. Okay. Oh, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have an email, podcometogether at gmail.com. We have a medium. If you search any variation of Pod Come Together or the Coming Together podcast, you'll probably find us. Yay. Um, yeah, get in touch. Tell your friends. Also, we still have to name this book the first in the Ouvrejambe Chronicles. I'm thinking so hard right now, but I, yeah, I hope that people actually, what if someone actually emails us? Please email us. That would yeah. be very cool. That would be, cool. be really great. Spread your legs and spread the word. <laughs> Stay in touch. Oh Yay. my God, that is the new tagline of the show. <laughs> mind.